Welcome to year two of Movie Geek and Proud. I am Rob. I'm Sean. And today we are going to review Sean's pick <laughs> of The Forbidden Zone. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean suggested this all the way back last year on this very day, August 24th, that we should watch this movie because of Danny Elfman. Did you say August? April 24th. Oh, is April? Yeah. I thought it was August. Nope, it's April. I'm tired. <laughs> April 24th. I think because this of Danny movie made you dumber. <laughs> Cuz yeah, Danny Elfman it was in it and we were talking about him quite a bit. And he thought I should just see this because I don't know much about him outside of Tim Burton. So here we go. <laughs> Is this why you don't let me pick movies ever? This is exactly why you don't get to pick. <laughs> this is why we're doing my collection. Mine. Because <laughs> this one was... Whoa. But we've got some stuff to take care of beforehand. So let's get those out of the way. Then we'll get to our review. Question. Sean, let's do our first question of the week of year two. Yay, how exciting, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Question of the week. What movie would you like us to review on our podcast for year two? Yeah, I thought we'd just start off very, you know, vague, very open, nothing very specific, but we are starting a new year. What do some people want to uh, hear us talk about on this show? They've got us a full year in already. What haven't we done? <laughs> So, thanks for coming. I'm a little bit embarrassed to read this answer. I hope they didn't hear my birthday episode. Oh, they heard it. What? You, you didn't see the conversation? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, man. So, they <laughs> disowned us because you were like, I don't like that movie. <laughs> but then they they remarried us again because uh, you got excited when you found out their podcast does RuPaul. Okay. That's so fair. we're back in their good graces again, but they were not having it when you were like, I don't like it. <laughs> so they said, oh, definitely call me by your name. Sorry, it has to be said. Also, Bubba Hotep. I feel like those are two very different movies. They are very different. Yeah. So we had some of our Patreon listeners uh, respond to this. Caleb Morgan says Jackass Volume 1. <laughs> That would be an interesting review, I guess. Yeah. Well, nobody's done it, so I guess we'll be one of the few. Uh, Noah Barnes, Pleasantville. Hmm. He likes Pleasantville a whole lot. I wonder who would get to guest on that one. I know. Well, it's not Robert Zemeckis, so <laughs> I don't know if he's allowed. <laughs> uh, Stephen Roberts. Now, this is a gentleman from the uh, Movie Drone podcast. Great show. Listen to them, guys. Naked Gun. And he's putting this on here because we didn't put it on the draft. Yep. Yeah, but he wants Naked Gun. And he goes, yes, Sean, it was a TV show first. <laughs> I'm just not scoring any points No, today. you are not. You are horrible. <laughs> and then uh, a podcast about something said Out Cold. Do you remember Out Cold? No. So Out Cold, uh, it's one of the London brothers. I can't think of which one at the moment. I think it's the one from All Rats, who is Jeremy. Okay. But it's a ski resort sort of shenanigans movie. But it's a bunch of dudes who, you know, hang out and play pranks and try and get laid all in the cold. 
Okay. You've never seen no? It sounds familiar. Okay. Well, I know what it is. I've seen it. I only saw it the one time. But yeah, it's an older movie I haven't seen in a while. That's something that would be perfect for this show. Yeah. Today at work, I was really tired, and I leaned my head back in the chair, and I imagined myself as part of this next movie from Ryan L. Terry. He said Flashdance. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen Flashdance. <laughs> I know. So that is something that definitely should go on the list. Yeah. The Film Flamers. This one's one from my childhood. I think you know what my answer is. Mannequin. This movie was made for you guys to review. <laughs> We've talked about that um, early in our last year. And yeah, he definitely wants us to do that movie. I love Mannequin. Yeah, I, I used to watch it a lot. I love Mannequin so much. Okay, one day. Yes, we will. All right. Super Movie Brothers said Ex Machina. Yes, we should do that. That's a serious, deep thought film. I think we should definitely do that. All we do is these mindless, brainless ones. We should do something that makes us think. Us doesn't count. Maybe <laughs> I won't be good for that episode then because I don't know how to think. <laughs> <laughs> but look at the gift that he put. Did you see it? Mm -hmm. So I was like, uh, I think we need to reenact that dance for you two. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can learn it. It'll be fun. We'll we'll do it. I have no rhythm. <laughs> You'll get it. What all you have to do is just follow directions. You'll be fine. But okay. I was like, oh, that should be a fun thing to reenact. I'm gonna wear a large shirt and panties so I can be her. <laughs> <laughs> Customers also watched said Streets of Fire. Okay, so I had never heard of this movie, but do you recognize who's in the picture or gif? Oh, is that that's um um um, um Green Goblin? Yeah, it uh, is. Willem Dafoe. There you go. And uh, he mentioned somebody else was in it too, somewhere in there. But yeah, it sounds interesting. I might have to look that up and watch a trailer or something. Oh, eighteen-year-old Diane Lane. Yeah, Diane Lane. I love Diane. Interesting. Lane. I love Diane Lane. But yeah, never heard of the film. So you also were here. I love Diane Lane. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more. Who do we got? All right, we've got Core Extra Podcasted. Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that movie. There was some really good parts in there that I definitely remember, but I only saw the movie once, so it definitely I should do a rewatch. Did you watch the sequel? I did. Yeah. I thought they were both fun, and I thought they both had their own kind of interesting spin on time and how it works. Yeah, but will we say that again watching it? Who knows? Maybe this will be on our list. Well, thanks, everyone for posting your answers we really appreciate it those are a, a quite a like wide range of, of film there so yeah I, i'm sure we'll incorporate some of those mm -hmm. i'm sure sean what do you want to review on our show what's a what's one you're looking forward to this year i am gonna make it a goal to get you to see the velvet <laughs> yeah <laughs> gold mine <laughs> I kind of want to wait until the end of the year now because now it's such a huge deal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will review that. We will. I promise. Uh, I don't have a specific movie, but I will say that I want to start doing more horror on here. Okay. I know that we're not a horror podcast, but that doesn't mean we can't do it. And we have we don't really review that much horror on here. You should check out this podcast, um, Bitch, I Ain't Scared. <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, before this show, I did a completely different podcast 
just on horror. We made it up to about 49 episodes, plus some holiday specials here and there. All of them are on YouTube, SoundCloud, I believe, uh, iTunes. Uh, I had a lot of fun, and we're still kind of doing it. It's like one episode every like three or four months. But yes, all horror podcasts there. It was a lot of fun. But we should do more horror on the show. Yeah, and I'll be expecting my check for $5. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. All right. uh, Thank you guys all for answering that question of the week. And of course, like always, we'll get you another question uh, for next week's episode. So this is directed by Richard Elfman, who is Danny Elfman's older brother. It stars, I may say this wrong, so please let me know, Hervé Villachaise. I would say that that's good. We know him from The Love Boat. The plane, the plane. That's Fantasy Island. Uh, Fantasy Island, you're right, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Susan Tyrell, who we've seen in Crybaby, and she was a voice in Chipmunk Adventure. I never saw Crybaby. Yeah. So, at the end of this year, are we going to watch Crybaby because I brought it up now? (laughs) That's exactly what we're going to do, Crybaby. Put it on the list. We'll one day watch it. Crybaby's such a good movie. Is it, though? Wow. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's John Waters, so I'll watch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's young um, Johnny Depp. I know. I know. Right. Yeah. And, of course, we have Danny Elfman popping up in this movie, which is the reason why it's been brought into your life in the first place. (laughs) Lord. So this movie came out in 1980, and actually Oingo Boingo the band started in 79. Oh, wow. It didn't take them long to get a movie. So the Elfmans were part of a group called the Knights of Oingo Boingo, and they did kind of like sketch comedy weird shit like this. Okay. I read that it said Knights of some in the yeah. credits, and I was a little confused. I didn't know what that meant, but I was like, okay. let's. Yeah, and then Richard Elfman left to kind of pursue his own movie type thing, and Danny split off and did the band. Okay. So that's okay. kind of the history. Gotcha. This movie was budgeted at around $100,000. That's really good. You know how they raised the money? Richard and his wife, who's in the movie, Mm -hmm. they flipped houses. They would buy houses, they would renovate them, and they'd sell them. And that's how they earned the money to make the movie. Wow. So they, like, really wanted to make this movie. He was like, this is an idea, and I need to put it on film. I don't know what possessed him to do (laughs) half the shit in this movie. They were like, nope. We're going to do this scene over again, but we're going to add Gramps throwing up on Hercules. <laughs> I don't know. what. Oh, my God. There are so many weird stuff in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get there, let's talk some Rotten Tomatoes. So where do you think this movie sits on tomatoes? Oh, everybody probably loves this movie. I'm guessing like 40%. Wow. that's That indicates love, 40%? Well, uh, well... I don't think that everybody's out of their fucking minds, but it's higher than a zero. So out of eight reviews. Oh, eight. <laughs> it's at an 88%. Yeah, eight reviews. Exactly. But the audience score out of 6,125 reviews, 81%. People <laughs> like this movie. <laughs> God. Where? Wow. Okay. <laughs> so just to give you an idea here, some of the, the ratings. So uneven to put it mildly, but audacious and it's daring to be different. You could toss definitions at this thing all day and never hit the bullseye. <laughs> A much better cult classic than Rocky Horror. 
th- I mean, this Rocky Horror made sense compared to this one. So, I mean, if you want to take it there, then yeah, this would be something to rave about and have midnight showings on because it's just so ridiculous. And that is something that happens. Um, we're seeing more and more midnight showings. They're talking, are there shadow casts where people acted out in front of the screen? And Danny Elfman has gone on record as late as 2017 saying there's a sequel coming. Oh, God. <laughs> is it going to look exactly like what we just saw? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't even have a problem of how it looked. I mean, I watch Peaches Christ all the time, and that's not dissing her and her production value on her shows. It's just I, that that isn't like the quality doesn't really turn me off or on when it comes to watching a film. It's a movie. It's art. It whatever it is, I'm gonna watch it. I don't care. So that stuff didn't bug me at all. Okay. Yeah. You. This podcast is on entertainment. That's what I'm talking about. I don't give a shit about lighting or sound editing or whatever. I mean, if it stands out and it's cool, yes, I'll mention it. But I just want to be entertained. I don't care how they do it. Just do it. So I I didn't mind the look. So were you entertained by this movie? Absolutely not. Okay. No, Um. actually, it so it wasn't like a complete bore. It was just more confusing. I didn't know it was going to be a musical. And that's not a bad thing because I like musicals. However, the lyrics were a little weird. And it looked like a music video to where people were just kind of standing around performing. So I was kind of waiting for the story in these songs to kind of carry out. But maybe just from first glance, I didn't really catch exactly what they were trying to say in each song. So I depended on how they acted on the screen to tell the story. And that didn't happen either. All they were doing was just running back and forth and just kind of saying a lot of gibberish stuff. And I just was like, okay, I'll just continue watching it. Yeah. So, Sean, what is this movie about? Damn it. I was going to try to throw that at you because nope. I don't want to try to say it. You recommended this. You tell me what it's about. So it's about a house that has a door in the basement where if you go through this door, you pop out in the forbidden zone which is this zone that's ruled over by a midget king and Manila Zahn. And (laughs) (laughs) the queen looks like her. (laughs) She had the hair of Manila, yes. Yeah. So they rule over this strange, almost like over-sexualized wonderland. And um, a girl from our world, which is strangely similar to that world, (laughs) she gets lost there and... Her and the king start boinking behind the queen's back. Poor queen. I know. This reminded me a lot of um, Alice in Wonderland. I got a bit of Rocky Horror in it too. Uh, it seemed a little sort of Tim Burton-ish as well, just how like crazy it was. Um, but like the characters and everything, it just it just seems so like left field. However. I honestly couldn't tell which was the Forbidden Zone because even in the real world, those people were psycho crazy. Yeah. Especially that school. I wrote down John Waters on acid. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> even the way they were all wearing like underwears or plain white shirt underwears. <laughs> they weren't underwears. <laughs> Underwear or plain white shirts and they were all just gross. And yeah, the school was crazy. Yeah, that I 
So, I mean, I think there was a somewhat cohesive story. There was a beginning and end. I mean, people were defeated, I guess. <laughs> there was a, a final showdown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't I didn't know who the protagonist was. There was somewhat of a little twist, I think, in it too. But um there were some songs that were kind of catchy. Uh, I can't name one, but it also just seemed kind of nonstop. Like it was kind of hard to take in what I had just seen, and they just went right to the next one. Yeah. And then they did a lot of like oddly stuff that didn't really make sense, but I guess that's the whole point of the Forbidden Zone is that it's so crazy it doesn't have to make sense. Mm-hmm. So can we be entertained by stuff like that? I mean, obviously people have, but why do they like it? Because it's like just non-conforming to Hollywood and, and, you know, social norms or whatever. Or was there something there that we just missed? Um, The reason why I thought you should see it is it's unlike anything out there. Of course. And especially for being in 1980, like we talk about the brother who dresses like a broad, you know, stuff like that is very forward thinking. And I just think it's a lesson to be learned about kind of what was really going on in society. You know, mm-hmm. we like I had a teacher when I was young who was like, we didn't have sex in our day. Like, oh, you, we waited till marriage. No, bitch. Like everybody's always had sex. Like it's it's always been a thing. It's just not been in media like it has in our time. Mm-hmm. So I think. I think there's an excitement in seeing all this stuff that you're not supposed to be watching on screen. Yeah. 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 Uh, I will say there was, a <laughs> there was a couple of very offensive stuff going on what? in here too. Did we watch the same movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to name them all, but yeah, there was some stuff that was very, very questionable. I just kind of took a deep breath <laughs> and just kept on. But at the end of the day, I think they definitely try to have fun and, you know, they made a movie that was definitely their own for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of some parts that I thought were cool. Um, I didn't mind the whole family dynamic in the beginning. That had a little bit more order than what we had experienced in the Forbidden Zone. You know, they had a rule. They knew about it. They're just like, you can't go down there. Don't go in there. Uh, and, you know, the dynamic between them, you know, the the Frenchie girl and, you know, uh, Squeeze It, is that his, is that his name? Squeeze It, yeah. Squeeze It, and then the whole, like, oh, I had a vision about my sister. So, I mean, like, it looked like it was leading into to something like, oh, we have to go down there and rescue her at some point. And I was like, okay, I get it. And then when it's time to go down there like nobody's watching and she's like oh i think i'm gonna go check out the door uh first of all i didn't like frenchie i could not stand her she was so annoying really i just could not stand her it had nothing to do with the accent or anything it was just her facial expressions her singing was horrible like i feel bad because you know she's the director's that's why she <laughs> she's the director the i know but i was like why oh she was just so annoying but they go down there and there's not even a door. It's just you go down there and you're in there. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of just got sucked down. I'm like, where's the door? 
was yeah. like, she's already in there. But then she comes out of an asshole. <laughs> and they use these brown body pillows as poop. You. <laughs> it took me a second, but I realized what was going on. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, the beginning was, was, I think, more entertaining than the second half. The king, oh my God, what a pimp. He was like getting everyone. Yeah. He had so much game. <laughs> it was actually cool to see him actually act because I don't remember him from Fantasy Island or anything. So this was really interesting to, to see him in. So one thing that I have a quote here on, a lot of people got offended by this movie. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're hinting at. Yeah. And it's also what they call out. There was some people who said it was um, anti-Semitic, despite the fact that the Elfmans are Jewish, mm-hmm. but especially the blackface character. Yeah. So here's what Richard Elfman said. I was attacked on every level. We were kicked out of theaters. There were arson threats. Mm. So it was a hot topic. And the only way that I can partially defend it, I'm not saying it's right, but I think I know where he was coming from, is... A lot of his inspiration came from old, 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 like 1930s, 40s Max Fleischer cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the way characters were portrayed back then. Is that okay to put a live action character in today's movies, even in 1980? Probably not. Absolutely but. not. <laughs> and there was really no point to his character either. I mean, right. if you're going to make a movie that really doesn't make sense and that's just off the wall bonkers... You think somebody's going to appreciate you for, you know, I guess, honoring the past and what they used to do or whatever. So, like, Drawn Together did the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that show is, like, super offensive. So, you know, I'm not a saint. But at the same time, there was absolutely no point to his character in this movie. Right. So, again, if you're just doing it for appreciation, again, that's still not even a good reason to do it. So... Yeah, I wasn't really too happy about that. And just the beginning in general, that whole entire prologue, a pimp went in there to hide heroin (laughs) and he went into the zone and then all of a sudden we don't know what happened to him. We just know that a family bought the house. Mm -hmm. I was like, what happened to the dude when he went? Oh no, actually what happened was he went into the forbidden zone. We don't know what happened to him in there. He walks out with his heroin and that was it. Yep. And then he sells the house. So he had no point whatsoever. So is the blackface guy, was that the pimp? Yeah. See, again, hella offensive. What was the point of him going in there to hide heroin? No reason. We didn't even get to see it. It was all narrated in words like, whoa, what is going on? The part that scares me, and again, I'm like you. It's not. It doesn't ruin the movie for me, and I'm not a saint, but... It does concern me that there's so much just random, like, I'm going to grab a girl and have sex with her. Yeah, there was a lot of demeaning and uh, dehumanizing of women in this, even though the queen was badass. Yeah. There was a lot of it. Like, they were the only ones who were, like, all the way nude and, like, boobs were popping out left and right. I don't think that was even part of it. They just kind of filmed it and was like, fuck it, we're going to leave it in. Well, I have to give it to them for at least, like, we had our guy characters and their jock straps showing some ass. So mm-hmm. it was over-sexualized on, like, all parts. But, yeah, just the fact that women were, like, even when he starts sleeping with Frenchie, she basically walks in and he jumps on her. And I'm like, 
are they even together? Like, yeah. is she getting raped right now? Like, yeah. what's going on? There was a lot of that. The two brothers, I mean, the brothers, the other two guys who went in to save her. The minute they get in there, they start, like, humping these people. And then, like, the F word was called out a couple times, too. And mm-hmm. you're gay, you're gay. So, yeah, I had to kind of brush it off so I can get through this movie, which is not even that long of a movie. Did it feel longer than an hour and 14 minutes? Yeah, kind of. It did. It felt super long. But there was a lot of gay stuff, like, randomly. Like, yeah. I noticed when the grandpa and the brother were going down into the zone. Oh, yeah. There was some... They got stuck in the intestines, yeah. and there was a thing poking him. And it, like, fingered his butt. But is that supposed him. to be funny? Or is there a point that they were trying to make with that statement? I don't know. Yeah, 1980s, man. <laughs> Uh, so what what was it that you like remembered or liked about this movie when you had thought about it? What was it that you thought what I was going to like pick up on? Well, I had seen it, I want to say six or seven years ago when I was kind of finding Danny Elfman and Oingo Boingo because I knew I knew Danny Elfman did all the music for Tim Burton. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, no. Does she even care that I was talking? She has not been around in so long. She comes in on our premiere episode. Excuse me. <sighs> okay. Brenda's back. God damn it. Fucking Brenda. Okay. So I guess now it's time to talk about some experiences that happen in a movie theater. Uh, Brenda, if anybody doesn't know, is a dick, an asshole and a total rude person, whatever category you want to put them in, who is a total horrible person at a movie theater. And this time, we actually don't have a story for you. This story was submitted to us by another person. I came across a story that I had um, in a conversation with uh, Robert from the Film Flamers. So he said that he saw a movie, I think... It was us. Yes. He had saw us. And I asked him, I was like, what did you think? And he goes, yeah, I thought it was cool. Unfortunately, I had a horrible, bad experience in the theater. And I was like, oh, my God, you've got to tell me this story. I want to tell it on the show. So this is what happened to him. (laughs) So he says, the girl right next to me had her phone out the whole time. And a group of very young kids were screaming at the screen about how much they didn't understand. I mean, screaming loudly throughout the entire movie. So, as he was telling me the story, he said that he said something. And I was like, oh my god, you actually spoke up? He goes, yeah, I actually said something. Because usually people don't speak up. I'm too scared to. And what do you think will happen? Do you hear about crazy things in theaters? One guy spoke up and the guy shot him. Yeah, no, I do remember that story. So this is what happened. So he says that I asked the girl next to me to stop talking and put her phone away. And she apologized, but then pulled her phone out again 10 minutes later. Then she kept pulling the lid off of her drink loudly and crunching on her ice. And I think she was doing it to um, actively annoy me. The funniest thing that I left the theater quickly after the movie because I wanted to see how young the kids down in front were. None of them 
seemed old enough to even be in that movie to begin with. And even though they were uh, screaming and not understanding, one girl said, we need to go home and unpack this movie. And he was like, bitch, if you had just shut the fuck up, you would have seen the movie and it wouldn't be hard <laughs> to understand. But yeah, that's so that's what happened to him in the theater. That's so sad. Oh my God. So rule number 368, ice is not your friend. Don't crunch on ice. That is like the worst thing that you could do in a theater if you're trying to eat. Popcorn is like borderline annoying as shit if you smack on it. But ice, who does that? Get this. At work, I was talking on the phone, hear a noise in the phone. Finally, I'm like, I'm sorry, there's a lot of noise. She goes, yeah, I'm chewing on ice. You're on the phone with someone. I would have been like, do you want to call me back when you're done crunching on ice? I should have. Huh? Oh, my God. And qual- <laughs> quality assurance would have heard me. And I would have been like, I don't care. I'm not speaking to her while she's crunching in my ear. Oh, I get bitchy sometimes. Like one time I was like, I need your number. And um, she's like, I can't get to it right now. I'm driving. So I was like, then call me back when you're not driving. Click. <laughs> oh, you're allowed to hang up. Not really. Oh. <laughs> At work, that happens to me, too. Uh, People will call while they're driving so they're not forced to write any information down or remember anything. Because then they can always say, well, I'm not in a position to write anything down. Can you just blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nope, fuck you. Call me when you're ready. Yep. So, well, Robert, I am so sorry you had to experience that. That is so bad. For any of you who happen to crunch on anything other than popcorn in the theater, go to hell. (laughs) But just take just take our word for it. We can hear you. That goes out to you, woman eating apple and black clansman. <laughs> yeah, I still remember you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I maybe that's a trend. They just want to disrespect black movies by just like eating and letting nobody watch the movie. That's true. <laughs> so sad. All right. Well, Brenda, go to hell. You suck. And yeah. <laughs> All right, Sean, continue with your story. What was I saying? (laughs) (laughs) You asked me why I thought you'd want to see this movie. Okay, so I was finding Danny Elfman because I knew who he was. I knew he was heavily involved in Burton films, but I didn't know who he was, you know? So I was exploring Oingo Boingo. I was exploring the history of him, found out that he was in this movie. So... Long story short, too late. Um, I saw it years and years ago. I remembered it was weird, but I didn't remember how weird it was. I didn't remember it being like over-sexualized. Okay. But I just figured with a movie like that, it would be worth making you watch it because it would be memorable to you. Oh, yeah. No, um, I want to say that the sets were my favorite part of the movie. Just so curious what they were going to do next what location we were going to get the forbidden zone is the sixth dimension we know shit about it it could have been anything and trust me they came up with everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was so much like visual like craziness going on for absolutely no reason people wearing masks that looked crazy psycho fucked up um you know just like body suits and and just saying a lot of gibberish stuff. There were like painted faces. But again, the sets were insanely creative and mm-hmm. um, they made it work. And it's, you know, I mean, we know that movies are make believe, but at the same time, like 
they had people jumping through paper windows and we were to believe that they were actual windows. I mean, like they didn't give a shit a hundred thousand dollars in this movie or a hundred, you know, yeah, a hundred thousand dollars. And this movie still managed to find its audience. Yeah. Every movie has a fan. And I mean, it, it showcases Oingo Boingo. So you get to see the band in motion. Um, Danny Elfman as Satan, man, he knows how to crack a smile. He actually looked pretty good. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. Uh, I thought that he would have had a bigger part, though. I thought that Satan was sort of this final boss, sort of like, oh, now we're going to talk to Satan. But he just kind of came in, did his thing, and left. That's fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, was was there anything that still was like, oh, I remember this. This is so cool. Or did anything get enhanced on your next, on this latest viewing? Um, I think the thing that stands out is Danny Elfman as Satan. Mm-hmm. Um. I definitely didn't remember just how like avant-garde it is and how weird it is. It definitely plays out like a long 80s music video. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, and I, I think that's the other thing. The pacing was just so nonstop. It was really hard for me to just kind of keep up with what it is I was supposed to understand. The craziest thing was that their lighting, <laughs> they had men literally hanging, holding <laughs> candles <laughs> with their hands and feet. Right, <laughs> And then the guy ended up just turning into a skeleton because he's starvation. I don't know. <laughs> it was such the weirdest thing. Now, my question is, okay, if we do get a sequel, we can't show gun violence in schools. We can't show men just going around and randomly humping girls. We can't show blackface. <laughs> well, this is definitely going to uh, shutter. And, you know, we're not going to get it on any other channel but that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I actually wouldn't mind an animated feature. Okay. Yeah, I think doing this animated heavy metal style something would actually benefit its message, I Mm. guess. I think it may have a little bit more room on being offensive if they want to keep the tone with animation um getting getting actors to want to do this type of shit with i i don't know i don't know who would agree to do this but um if it's a you know an inside project keep it close to home with the fam maybe so but yeah i'd be surprised on if this movie gets made <laughs> is there anyone you would cast as the king and queen um man i guess the queen technically wouldn't be in it cuz she died but yeah i so I got a huge Debbie Harry vibe from the queen. So she's my queen. And there is a gentleman who was in the uh, Big Brother reality series on CBS. I believe it was two seasons ago. Or maybe, no, no, no. It was just this last season, actually. He was one of the top three to possibly win the whole thing. His name is J.C. Mondu. He's here in WeHo, actually. Oh. Yeah, he is a gay gentleman. He is also uh, a little person. So he would fit this role perfectly. Watching him for a full season, he's got the heavy accent. He's got the look. He's also super, super adorably cute. Aww. And um, I haven't had an opportunity to kind of catch him out in WeHo, but he's around all the time. Again, if you were to watch videos of him, you can totally picture him doing this. So all he has to do is agree to it. Bam, I'm sure he'd be down. You've seen him, maybe. So Manila Luzon, 
funny coincidence because you called the queen Manila. She did a video based on her Alice in Wonderland card thing. Oh, when she got out? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so in the video, she had a gesture walking around doing all kind of stuff. That was JC. Oh. So you have to look at the video and see him. So he's aware. He's he's known. But yeah, that's who I would pick. Him and Deborah, Deborah Harry. Can I change my answer? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so actually, Manila Luzon is my queen. Okay. I would love to see her in this, especially with that type of style they had. It was very facial crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> like she is. Yeah. And I said Warwick Davis, but now I think she should be with your little guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think he would be awesome. So, uh, yeah, so that's who I would pick. Okay. All right, Rob, did you have any other thoughts on this movie? Man, um, all I have to say is that, you know, follow your dreams. If you think you have a crazy <laughs> idea out there that won't get picked up by a corporation, or if you have the means and the money to put up your own project, do it. Show the world your thoughts and your ideas and your creativity. Art is art. Have at it. They did it. And if you were to watch this movie, I think it would motivate you to do whatever the fuck you want. Right. So <laughs> they made it work so we can do anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I didn't notice if it was backed by any production company or anything. Oh, it was distributed by the Samuel Goldwyn company. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm very aware of Samuel. See, yeah. somebody saw their vision was like, let's do it. Yeah. That's so funny. Now it's reached cult status. However, I've never heard of this movie in my life. Now, the poster is super recognizable, and I caught the actual image yep. in the film when she did that. So I would say that that's super iconic. Um, I did get a uh, Rocky Horror vibe as well, which I was also a very late bloomer on. It's just a movie that I just didn't really think I'd like. But again, I do see the appeal of getting into a movie like this, but for a repeated watch, I have absolutely no reason to watch this again <laughs> right unless you want to show it in like a, a class on cinema and just show you how musicians got together and did something but do you think that this movie was made just to purely promote their music or did they really have like i want to make this movie i have an idea for a story yada yada um well i think it was a mixture of both because i was reading that richard elfman was very inspired by like old German films as well, like German avant-garde mm-hmm. and French avant-garde. And then also, like we said, Richard Fleischer, or wait, Richard, Max, we'll just say Fleischer. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I think he really wanted to make a movie and then he was already working with the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. So it just seems like it would be the perfect mashup to throw the two things he's passionate about together. Gotcha. I tr- <laughs> I actually try to look up his history to be like, is he like a molester? Like, <laughs> he doesn't have a background. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found a little bit of news here. The second one is called The Forbidden Galaxy. Oh, okay. So you can imagine how interesting that could get. Yeah. Space adventure. Uh, apparently, yeah. And apparently, he's already raised an initial sum via crowdfunding. So it's, it's closer and closer to happening. We're doing this. Yep. This is because of us. That's crazy. Okay. Awesome. I mean, just out of the curiosity, I, I'm, I, I would watch it. 
Yeah. I yeah. would watch the sequel. Yeah. And I would actually watch this movie again, like you said, with other people. Okay. Because I think it could be fun. Or maybe even, like, if you're having a party, put it on in the background just so every once in a while people could look and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before we get to the rate of the film, I want to uh, highlight our Movie Geek of the Week, which is also another podcast. It is Believer Skeptic Podcast. Here is their promo. Hello! Welcome to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast. The podcast for two idiots debate weird phenomena. I'm Chris. I'm the Believer. I'm Cody. I'm the Skeptic. We are an LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast. <laughs> and this is how it works. Every week, we pick a strange but fascinating paranormal topic, such as... La Llorona. Voodoo. Cleanse of Passion. Empaths. Holiday Traditions. And after presenting you with a lot of really fun information, I tell you why I believe, and then I debunk the crap out of it. And along the way, you might find some TMI information, some gay humor, and also some sexual innuendos. So tune in, have fun, and bye! All right, Sean, so uh, Chris, who is the host of this podcast, answered our questions of the week. Or question of the week. Our movie geek questions. So, the movie that he absolutely loves, his favorite movie, Clockwork Orange. Hmm. Very nice. And the movie that he is most proud of, despite people hating it, he enjoys Lady in the Water. I like that movie. It's the second time somebody said yep. Lady in the Water. I'm loving it. It's climbing up. That's awesome. That's awesome. Chris, thank you so much for uh, submitting your answers. And remember, if you would like to be highlighted as a movie geek of of the week on our show, uh, just uh, send us an email, mgppodcast at gmail.com, or you can direct message us on Twitter uh, at mgnppodcast and just answer our two questions what is your favorite movie and what movie are you proud of despite global or social circle hate? Sean, what should we rate this film? Let's rate it King Fausto Concubines. <laughs> okay, that actually works. Um, so how many concubines do you think this movie should get? Mm, it's an interesting watch. Maybe not super enjoyable. I'm going to give it two king fasto concubines okay all right uh i don't know if you noticed but i dozed off a couple times i noticed yeah i was having a hard time but i mean lately i haven't really been getting that much sleep but at the same time if i even doze off for a little bit that's an immediate loss of a point right there so i'm actually giving it one point five wow he fucked half a girl yeah of Fausto concubines. Uh, again, I made it through the whole movie, but again, it didn't really hold my interest the whole time. I didn't understand exactly what this movie was about. As far as the acting, it is what it is. What acting? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if I have an audience that I would show this to, to be honest. Thanksgiving with the family? <laughs> oh my God. No, but that's the other thing too, is that I would probably show Rocky Horror like a hundred times more than this. Me too. And so, yeah. And again, watching it again, 
I doubt it. I highly doubt it. If there were actual songs that I could grab onto that I wanted to download, it would have got a better score. But unfortunately, the songs were not as catchy as I wanted them to be. So, yeah, didn't get a good score on this one. But I am totally down to watch anything you want to put in my direction. So no regrets at all. I'm glad that you showed this to me. Okay, good. (laughs) Do you hear fairy dust? I do. That means it's Sean Soundbooth time. (laughs) So not knowing what movie this was going to be till almost last minute, luckily it's one that it was super easy to pick a song for. So have you ever heard of a band called The Misfits? I have. So they actually do a lot of songs about movies, and they have this song called The Forbidden Zone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so it's about the movie. Yeah, well, actually, like, when I think of the lyrics, I don't know how much it describes this actual movie. So they say things like, blasting into outer space, the planet of the apes, evolution's one hero. So it's almost like they're just using the movie title to, like, introduce a lot of different sci-fi fantasy movies. Yeah. But still, like, crossing a plane into another dimension, a million years into the future, crossing a path into another dimension, we the unseen. So that goes with the movie. Okay. All right. But yeah, it's a fun song, and I love The Misfits. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, here's The Forbidden Zone from The Misfits. Thank you for reliving Sean's late teenage music years with a little taste of the Misfits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is going to do it for our show today. Uh, welcome to year two. What a great start, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God, I can only imagine what we're going to review. Well, we will definitely take some of your answers to the question of the week into consideration. We really appreciate you giving us some um of your thoughts and opinions on what should we do on the show. And um, yeah, look forward to a a great year. We have a lot of ideas coming up that we want to execute and see if you guys like new segments, new games. And remember that the show is bi-weekly starting in May. So next week... Is it time? It's time. Oh my God, this is going to be so cool. We are doing Avengers Endgame. Uh, We will be joined here by our traditional comic book uh, guy who does all of our MCU and superhero uh, movie reviews. Does he watch anything but superhero movies? (laughs) (laughs) No, he watches a lot. Um, So Nick will be joining us once again to help us review this three hour long film. I cannot wait. I can't wait, and I can't wait for all the rumors to not be pushed to my phone every day. I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. I just want to see the movie. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, this is going to be insane. I cannot wait, and we're going to come here and dissect the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully our theories of what we said in Ant-Man and the Wasp <laughs> review comes true. <laughs> I pray it comes true. I know it won't, but I really wanted to because I think they want to make it really serious. If they started out with something as kooky as that, I don't know if it'll ruin the tone, but who knows? 
Maybe we'll get it. I don't know. But I would love it. I would love it. So we'll see. Maybe he'll reenact the story he just told in his way when he's like talking to his kids or so. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, thank you everyone for checking out our uh, episode today. And uh, we will see you next week with Avengers Endgame. Say goodbye, Sean. Goodbye, Marvelites. Goodbye, Marvelites.